Saturday morning. We're taping. Um, this is why, again, we're not drinking. Otherwise, I definitely would be. And that's why I sound a little groggy and look like shit. More like shit than I normally do. Mm. Um, so, as I teased in the uh, our, on our Instagram and our Facebook and everything, we have a uh, very fun July for you with some guests that I've been wanting to get on here for a while just because uh, they're not people that you might, you know, not household names per se, but very important to to me and my musical journey, and that's kind of what this is all about. So with me today is a very special guest. We go back almost 20 years now, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, my good friend Tully Causey is in the house. Yeah. Thunderous applause. Thunderous. Thunderous. Dixie's psyched for you. So um, Tully and I met when we were 10 playing Sounds AAU right. baseball together. Yeah, and um, the whole time while we were together, until we were sixteen or seventeen, neither of us knew that the other could play a musical instrument or wanted to be in like a band. So it was really interesting. Uh, it's, it's a it's a fun it's a fun time. So um, before we get rolling, I just want to go through the intro real quick, just so you guys know. Welcome to the Scratch Track Podcast. Should have done this before, but who cares? We're all out of order. We're all out of whack. I, I'm up way earlier than I normally am on a Saturday. So do me a favor and subscribe to the YouTube channel. That'd be awesome. Hit that little bell so you can get notifications on when we drop new videos, new content, blah, blah, blah. Um, and follow us on Instagram, too. That means a lot to us so we can get it in front of a new audience. And Facebook as well at Scratch Track Podcast. And if you'd like to come see me, which, you know, you don't have to, but it'd be cool if you did. Um, I, you can find me at joshplumbermusic.com where I'm playing around the area and you can go listen to Before You Dig, the EP on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, all that shit so you can do that and YouTube all, as well and um, we have some new singles out now which um, uh, Run the Water will be taking us in and out of this episode today so uh, please do that. That would be awesome if you guys could uh, support us there and uh, tell your friends about us. Tell your friends. So um, before we get rolling, um, do you have anything, anything you want to plug where they can find you, or or do you want to stay off the grid? Uh, I, I work from home. Yeah. Uh, Monday through Friday. <laughs> um, I, I got nothing. What's your address? Uh, <laughs> we'll see you there. So. Um, so Tully was the bass player in our high school garage band, which was probably the my very first intro to music and playing with a group of people and um, understanding the the joys of the creativity process as well as the uh, struggles of the egos and the. Did we technically have two garage bands. I mean, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, because we change the name. Yeah, we change. That, that yeah. counts. Yeah, that does count. We've been. I've been a part of two bands. That's right. Yeah, we changed. Well, we, we were Thursday the thirteenth. Thursday the thirteenth. As the trio, <laughs> and then when we got a fourth guy, we became before the peace. Foreboding. Do you? <laughs> do you know? Uh, do you remember why he called it that? Why Cole named it that? Uh, I, I'll I, never I, forget. I remember this. there was a there was a like a poem or a lyric he wrote um, that like set it up or something yeah it was like before this or after the calm before the piece. yes it was like yeah, I don't know. yes it's something it's something like that and he called it before the piece because in latin before the before the piece is ex ex ante pa p-a-s 
yeah, Sante Paz. Right. And okay. EAP are the initials of Edgar Allan Poe, one of his favorite authors. And a song that we had was called Pit and the Pendulum, which was an Edgar Allan Poe oh, poem. That was a lot deeper than I thought. He was thought. Too, too deep, man. <laughs> it was too deep. Um, it was, But it was fun, man. It was, uh, it was a good time. It we, was. It really was. We, I mean, I didn't know. And finding a bass player at that age is, like, impossible because you want you, – no one, no one wants to play the bass. But, like, you did it, and we, you know, we had a – I remember. I, I think I picked up the bass because of you guys somehow. I remember yeah. It was. It was like our our sisters played travel softball. Correct. And and your dad and my mom sat next to each other or something like that. Mm-hmm. And and you're like, oh, Josh is part of a band, and they're you know looking for a bass player. And then she mentioned it. It was like early December, and I was like, Mom, I want a bass for Christmas, yeah. and I got one. And. I rem- yeah, I remember my dad telling me, she was he was like, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> I ran into, uh, I won't say her name on here just so, just in case, but uh, I ran into Tully's mom and she said that Tully plays the bass. I was like, what? I was like, this is perfect. Because <laughs> you knew Cole from middle school and then right, I right. knew you from baseball mm-hmm. and like we played like beginning, end of middle school, beginning of high school uh, travel ball together too because mm-hmm. we played for the impact the, the east lake impact, impact. that's <laughs> and right and the, the oldsmar thunder before yeah that. yes and God, that was so bad oldsmar thunder and the north tampa yankees man cooperstown what's Ooh. up <laughs> yeah we, we did well there man it was it was a good team good team mm-hmm. fun guys um a lot of dudes still playing yeah even if it's adult softball. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how I keep my career going. They're still playing, man. Yeah, I can't play anymore. It got too serious out there. We got kids, like, talking shit on the mound, like, arcing six-foot softballs at you. Like, oh, really? Some people take it way too seriously. Like, it's it's insane. It's nuts, man. Like, just yeah. let it go. It's just softball. Like, you know, take that yeah. top knot and take your fucking hat off and get yeah, out of here. You're like, drinking beer while playing. Yeah, you right? You can't take it that seriously. <laughs> it's, not, it's like bowling. Relax, God. dude. <laughs> um. So yeah, when we found that out, it was super exciting, and we were like, I remember we had gone through a couple people before, like for tryouts and whatever. Like, uh, we were trying tryouts, like we were the shit. We were trying to find somebody that could just follow along with Cole's songs and like rhythms and everything, because we weren't playing like bar rock. We were playing like sort of instrumental, like real drudgy, uh, dirgy, like drop D, like mm-hmm. real grungy mm-hmm. post uh, post. Uh, I guess not new metal, but whatever the fuck, maybe post punk or something. Like, yeah, a lot of elements of different shit in there. Like, was, there was a lot, but it was you know, mostly like grunge, you know, kind of rooted in. It wasn't terribly complex. No, yeah. it wasn't. It was just a little bit different than what everybody else had been doing around the area. I mean, uh, in terms of who we, who we knew. So I remember trying to. We had a couple people like you know, come jam with us. They're like, yeah. And then we would be like, okay, we're going to show you an original that we've been like kind of around with or whatever. And then the two guys before you were like, I don't know what this is. We're like, it's just a, it's a simple, like one, two, three, four, man. It's, I remember it's, I have vivid memories of this quote unquote tryout. Yeah. And in, at my mom's house. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was, you're all right, we're going to play something. You're like, you like set it up. Like it was a big deal. I remember that. <laughs> and, and you're just like, all right. And I just want you to, to repeat what we just did and i was like all right yep that was all it was zero ten twelve and you guys were blown away that i could just follow we were like what yeah yeah because we we were like cole and i looked at each other and we were like oh my god can you fucking believe all of this trouble that we went through 
I, I felt so good in that moment because you were like impressed and you were like amazed. I'm like, I just picked this up three months ago, not even. Yeah, and it was like we were in the middle of about to, like we were in the middle of explaining it to you. And then you were just yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I can do it. And then you just did it like while we we're doing it. And then we looked at each other like, Fuck yes, <laughs> finally. Yeah, it was it was great. That was a really cool moment. Man, we yeah. had some really interesting characters come in and out of that back we house, did. though, to do that. We did. So, do you remember the... This is a really good story, too. This is really funny. I'll bleep his name out because it's funny because he actually reached out to me recently and was asking me on, like, music recommendations of, like, what to listen to. Mm-hmm. This kid's name, Yep. And I, I he, came, this was going. he came in and this, he was so a... This was, was singer tryouts, right? Yes. Right, yeah. Yeah, he was... So, he was a singer... Or he thought, and um, he came to my house where we played, uh, where we practiced, and we're like, dude, you know, come by and we'll we'll set you up and we'll, you know, we want to hear you sing. And we, I remember, do you remember the song we we prepared for him? Ah, uh, no, what was it? It was Slither by Velvet Revolver. Yeah. yeah. So uh, re- another real dirgy, mm-hmm. real deep, like you know, hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, Slash. So, um, he. He and I go back to like elementary school, yeah. right? You guys were friends with him, and I, I had just met him that day. Yeah, I knew him from a long time ago, and then he like kind of fell off the face of the earth. And then like we had a class together in high school when they started to reincorporate the non engineering kids into your classes because mm-hmm. we were like segregated. <laughs> like they yeah. were like, yeah, put the engineering nerds over here. Like they don't belong with other people. It's like when we'd get an elective, we'd be like, oh my God, you go here too? <laughs> like, yep, I've been here for four years. Um, so I knew him from like fourth grade and he and I were friends. Like I'd go over to his house, like, you know, we'd set off fireworks and shoot lizards with BB guns, like real fun stuff. Uh, yeah. So we'd go over there and like he reentered my life in a U.S. history class. And he was like, dude, you guys play? He was like, I, uh, I think he said he like played the, he, he was really into like metal, like like real like hardcore yeah, metal like, like thrash metal, metal yeah. like and i was like that's not really what we do i mean there's elements to it in that like i'm not like on the double bass or whatever like right. we don't have like a screaming vocalist it's more like alternative kind of like ambient rock with like you know some chevelle elements in it i guess if you could yeah maybe that's fair so he comes over and I remember him coming in with like a fucking black wife beater on and like his hair was fucked up and he was like yeah, looking he, he like he was part, he yeah. was looking like he was like gonna gonna gig with us. And he did it and he yeah, was Cole was like he was like, Are you gonna sing? And he's like, I just can't I like I'm not I'm not finding the thing and Yeah, he got some he got stage fright I'm or like, something. Yeah, and it's fine. Like if you if you're afraid, like that's okay. But like the whole time, like during school, I'd see him in the hallway, he goes Dude, I've been practicing that song like, you know, like a hundred times, bro. I got it down pat. I'm like, good. He was like, listen, I don't want to be like the permanent singer, but if you guys need a guy to like hype you up and like be like the guy like that holds place before you get a, get somebody big, I'll be that dude. And I was like, great, man. That'd be that's awesome. Okay. So he was already setting himself up to be like, you know, an inter, an mm-hmm. interim singer. So. We're in the middle of the tryout. He can't. He's not even singing. He's he's just going like, yeah, hey, yeah, hey. and like, and we're like trying to get him. Like, okay, like get, bring us some energy, man. Mm-hmm. And then, do you remember what happened after that? <laughs> this I, was this was I, the I, stupidest I, shit that's I, ever happened to me. I remember the rage quit. I mean, yes. that, 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 <laughs> it was just totally unnecessary. <laughs> 
Like, he didn't even give us anything, and then he just stormed off. Yeah, he stormed off, and before he did, he let us know that we are not that good. <laughs> I'll never forget that. He stood, he stood right there with a microphone still in his hand, and he goes, uh, you know, I, I'm around the scene a lot, and I see a lot of these local bands. I got to tell you, these guys are not that good. He ran the scene as a 15-year-old, whatever you were at the time. Yeah, and then Jordan, who was Cole's cousin, oh. who was our unofficial manager at the time, which was, you know, whatever. Call it what you will. It's just teenage stupidity. <laughs> so Technically, funny. I still owed him money as of like three years ago. We signed contracts. We like did. A, a, thick, a thick stack stupid. of paper. So stupid. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? I, I, I remember that leading up to that, uh, it, was, it was something along the lines of like, oh, my cousins, we're, we're, we're getting big. We're, we're you know, we got to get, you know, some, an agent. We're going to get a manager. And, and he's like, I got a guy, my, my cousin. And he, I remember he came into that back um, apartment yeah. yep. and just was like, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm great. Cause he wanted to be a lawyer and I can't even remember the, the full context, but yeah, he, he brought in a big stack of paper and. I signed something. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know what, what it was. Said. I think what it said was like, you're mine. <laughs> probably, probably, yeah. <laughs> like, you're fucked. Probably some Britney Spears yeah. conservatorship that we right, right. are still under. Yeah. Yeah, but it was it was interesting because he actually, when that, when that scene happened where he rage quit in front of everybody, mm-hmm. what was funny to me was that he handled that super well. For being oh, yeah. in high school, yeah, he was, he was like he was there for that mm. moment, and he was like trying to get him to sing, and he's like, "Listen, I'm trying to book these guys at places. If you want to be a part of this, like you got to show me that you mm. you, you want to do yeah. this." And then he got upset because he was backed into a corner, and we're all look. I'm just sitting there like, oh boy. <laughs> I was like, "Sorry guys," because mm. <laughs> it was me that brought him in, and oh, I felt so bad. Yeah. But yeah, he. Uh, um, I remember Schnell was there too, and Schnell was like, "Yeah, Jordan, good job. I, I you know, I, mm-hmm. I appreciate you handling it that way." And uh, Jordan was like, "I'm gonna go outside and make sure he didn't key anybody's car." <laughs> yeah, and we were like, "Oh shit!" Oh jeez. <laughs> and you know what's funny? I have not spoken a word to him since that day until he fucking uh, messaged me the other day on Facebook. Like it was, it was a few months ago now, but it, it feels like the other day. But he was like asking me for. He was asking me for advice on like what he should be listening to. I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what you like. Where should I travel? I don't know anything about you. How would I know? But yeah, he. That's so it, it, that was that was strange. And then, um, you know, we had and then uh, Chase came along, which I, I'll I'll reach out to him and see if he wants to be involved in this conversation <laughs> just in case i'll leave his last name out but we had a we had a um we, we had uh if you're gonna beep it out batman yeah um oh yeah tried out too he was good though he, he wasn't bad no, no. Yeah, i don't think he just he just didn't want to do it as much as we yeah thought, I, think I think there was that that like you know shower singer but then you get in front of people yeah it yeah. just doesn't you know yeah, the confidence wasn't there yeah it's 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 difficult like and so just a little background because we're kind of flying off the rails here and not giving you uh, a little bit of a you know history of it so my friend cole and i were a drummer and a guitar player i was the drummer and we just created sounds it was just they were songs it was it was structured music and it was instrumental stuff and when tully came along to play the bass mm-hmm. it added a low end and 
um, you know, the struggle was we're not going to get booked anywhere if we don't play, um, if we don't, if we don't have a singer, you have to have a singer. You got to, you know, you got to get people involved. Nobody wants to sit around and listen to instrumental rock, like whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, when Chase came around and he started to sing and play some stuff for us, we were like, holy fuck. I was like, this guy's, this guy's really good. Yeah. Like he's got, he's got a, he's got a voice that we hadn't heard yet mm-hmm. because no one in high school could sing like that. I remember yeah. like being blown away by people's voices. Like when I heard him sing in, in like in person, because I had never met anybody with like a voice like that. Because he's yeah. got it. He's got a good voice. It's, yeah, it's, it was a different voice. It different, wasn't... different voice. We thought it was way better back then than we did now. Uh, I said I wasn't going to say that on camera. And here I go. I'm not drinking. I promise. But we. <laughs> but that's that was the whole thing. Like we thought it fit perfectly, and it really didn't. But mm-hmm. it was good enough to give us that full band kind of feel to where like we didn't need to be stressed about like right. oh man like what are we. What are we doing? Like, what? How are we gonna play anywhere? How are we gonna get better? Like, it was he just brought a whole new kind mm-hmm. of feel to it with the keys and the other guitar, mm-hmm. and it, it, was it was nice. It was hard to find people too. I remember, I remember going, you know, when we were, you know, advertising our tryouts, and I went to like our chorus class in high school oh, and, yeah. and asked around, and you know, got nothing, and then it just ended up being friends. That how did yeah. you how did you like reach out to Chase? How did how did you find? I think he was just, um, I don't know, like my my dad. Love you, Dad. My dad um, is very persistent when, like, I have an idea and he wants to help me out. So I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. he was just asking fucking everybody, like everybody, the, the brute force approach, and just going like, "Hey, do you know like my my son plays? Like, do you know anybody? Like, like he's just trying to get that that connection. Which I mean, it's yeah, it worked. It worked it, with yeah. you, you know. So it's not always wrong, but it's like sometimes I'm like, okay. Um, but yeah, I digress. Uh, the problem with 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 Chase was the the practice time. Yeah, this is raw and uncensored, so we're just gonna lay it all out there. I don't know if he wants this out there, but you know, if he doesn't, then we'll take it out. But uh, the problem is when Chase was a, in high school, when he was eighteen, seventeen, eighteen, he was not allowed to be in a vehicle with anybody that was younger mm-hmm. than twenty one that was driving the car. Right. So all of us couldn't take him anywhere. Yeah, he had a car, he had a driver's mm-hmm. license, and a twin sister too. Both yeah. two two sets of twins in our band. Yeah, yeah. Tully's a twin, by the way. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so a lot of red tape. That yeah, we had to navigate around. Yeah, man, it was like all these rules and like. So, um, practice was tough because he couldn't do that, and he couldn't cross over any major highways to mm-hmm. get anywhere or drive right. on them. So, and that got difficult when we tried to record too, because I lived in Tarpon, and then yeah, he lived in Eastlake. Because I mean, he didn't live far from you. No, I mean, it not was at a all. Three minute drive, not maybe. At all. Yeah, and, he was and close. That wasn't wasn't kosher unless he was close. Yeah. But yeah, it was. Uh, I was. Yeah, we had we had two different practice stations. We had the one at at your parents' house, which your dad at the time when we were practicing there, he was working overnights, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Whenever, whenever he'd come home, and uh, I remember him coming out, like waking up from a nap, where we woke him up. He's like, "You guys know any Buffett? It is so fucking loud. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you play something that's not metal?" Yeah, and your mom would be walking around with like earplugs on, which I don't, I don't blame yeah. her. That shit got loud. You know, man. looking back, I, I really appreciate their patience. Oh my god, oh, for man. sure. I told him that too when I saw them last Friday. I was like, without that, we probably would have never like 
found a place to yeah. to like it was just another safe space that we could go mm-hmm. to and just not even unplugged we were loud I, yeah oh yeah yeah because yeah, we didn't know how to run any sound back then so no. we were just cranking shit yeah yeah i don't know how to do it now like that's why everybody's like what yeah. <laughs> and that was that was difficult because I remember when we started, I had that little ten watt bass amp. Yeah, and then and we were playing with that, and like by myself, that was a great practice amp. But you know, when I when I was next to Cole and his, he had he had like some like sixty watt tube amp. Oh yeah, and it was it just blew me out of the water. I couldn't even hear myself. Yeah, he had a, I think he had like a big Fender amp or some shit like that. But I don't remember. But yeah, I didn't mic, I didn't even mic up my drums. Yeah, I yeah. never mic'd up my drums. Yeah, and then uh, should have. And then I, and I got that hundred watt bass rumble, mm-hmm. and then I was the loud one, and I had, yeah. to, I had to tone it down. Yeah, but then I could hear myself, and that like that that was nice for that, the first time. I remember that thing um, uh, when I set it in the front seat of my old Hyundai Sonata. <laughs> it, it 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 used to pick that thing up as a passenger. Like oh, yeah. the, the the amp. I was like, holy shit! It was like, it was like a good like, hundred hey, pounds. Buckle the seatbelt. Yeah. The airbag's going on now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like, holy man. fuck yeah that was the other thing too that i can't get over that i had such a big drum set like you guys had you had a truck mm-hmm. and cole had a car like he had the challenger which had a lot of trunk space in there uh, yeah. not a lot in the back seat but he was only bringing a guitar and an amp mm-hmm. but like i had a seven piece drum oh, set with like process. five cymbals yeah. and i had to put it in a fucking four-door sedan <laughs> Yeah. Like I couldn't even do that now mm-hmm. in the car that I have now, and I have an SUV now, so it's like yeah. I, I don't. I don't and that's know why how we practice at your place most of the time. Yeah, because I'm like I don't want to pack this shit down, yeah. man. Like it's and you had a drum set over at your parents' house, so that's why we oh, had to go right. either yeah, go yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, but I would go to Cole's and we would set up in the garage, and his neighbors would be like, "Is that only two guys in there? <laughs> <laughs> Is there allowed as shit, dude?" <laughs> God, it's crazy, man. So we've I, I we played our first full show. uh like legit show in front of people um outside of the garage because what we used to do is like we'd we'd be like hey we're gonna we're gonna do like a show on a friday night and then mm-hmm. we'll go out and like we'll go to varsity club remember <laughs> it was all that shit r.i.p varsity club <laughs> shout out diet cokes it'll be great shout out pretzel bites and boneless wings man you guys that those things have saved my life many many times and this was the thursday of the 13th days this correct was, this was pre-chase yes pre-chase right. so we'd go to um we go to Cole's garage or my garage or like backyard where we play on the basketball court and we just mm-hmm. invite people over and just to listen to us and hang out and everything and just share some some music. Looking back, it's kind of cringy to me. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I was I was gonna say awkward, <laughs> like, oh, cringy. Yeah, God, yeah. But it was it was just like a chance for people to see us in in a different light and a different element. You know, like I I yeah. uh, I don't. We had like very I, supportive family and friends. Yeah, we did. We absolutely, man. We did, and I know that like my grandparents would come, and like you know, yours yeah. would be there too. And because it and, couldn't have been fun to just listen to us play. It was, we didn't have a singer; it was just instrumental, yeah. loud noise. Yeah, we um, do a few covers and whatnot. Like we played a lot of Creed and Alter Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Even like Everlong without vocals oh, yeah. is, I mean, that's just, it's its fun, but like, Dude, you know. I loved playing that song in the drums, man. Still do, but I don't know if I could do it. It's been a while. I tracked my own drums in the studio for like the stuff that we put out, but it's like, I wish somebody else did it because I just get so like anal about everything. I'm like, ah, it's not right. It's not right. The producer's like, I think it sounds good. <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't. I promise it doesn't. But it, it's probably not that bad. It's just, you yeah. know, it's just me being a dick. But. When we kind of expanded and we started to want to play in front of like an actual crowd, I think the problem was, and correct me if I'm wrong, I talked to your parents about this too, I think 
a lot of the times when you come up and you're like when you're a kid and you're you're starting to play music you're afraid of the wrong things you know you're afraid of um we were afraid of there was a difference between being told no by uh, a company and not being liked and mm-hmm. being ready and being good for the crowd. I think we were more concerned about being told no by management and like going out and actually like taking a leap and going like, Hey, we have a band. Like, do you, do you guys book any of this? We were more afraid of being told no in yeah. that than people not liking us. Like we were ready. Mm-hmm. We were fully ready to embarrass ourselves. Not that we weren't good, but it was just like, we weren't ready for a big moment, you know? Yeah. So we were afraid of the wrong shit. Yeah. I mean, we didn't take a lot of that initiative to just, you know, get the, you know, to be told no. You know? Yeah. Nobody knew what to do. We yeah. were all, we were all beginners in this and like no one knew the business and everybody that we were getting mm. advice from were people that did it in the eighties and like, yeah. it's different now, you oh. know, or, or don't do what. I mean, it's different now than it was <laughs> when we were playing around in the oh, garage yeah. too. I mean, Absolutely. It's, it's way different now. Wait, I mean, every, bo- every gig that I've booked pretty much is, is from Facebook messenger. Like, yeah, yeah. I rarely get stuff by going into bars. Yeah. I mean, I was back, I mean, I think it was still like the razor flip phone days. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know how we would have done that. We no would have idea. to just go walk up to bars and, yeah. and ask, <laughs> you know, in you person. Do? Yeah. We, and we couldn't even get into most places. Yeah. You had to be, you had to be 18 to play at, at some of these places, but you know, yeah. whatever they make exceptions. If you're really how good. old were we when we did this, it was, Sophomore, um, junior year of high school. So I started playing with Cole going into my freshman year, I think, going into my freshman year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that would, that must have been 2007. And then we started playing together in 2009. Right. You and yeah. I. Yeah, that or was. With the, when we were with the three of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, that was, yeah, 22 years ago. Wow. Yeah. 20, well, 12. 12. Yeah. 12. Added, added 20, there. 20 is how long we've known each other. Yeah. We, we pretty much have, I mean, I've known you since I was eight or nine or like, or 10, nine or 10. So almost 20. Cause I'm, mm-hmm. you know, you're 28, right? We're the same mm-hmm. age. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Okay. I forgot. Cause you went, you went to a different high school. So I always forget if you were, you know, but yeah, that, uh, okay. Sorry, it's early. Uh. <laughs> so I remember we we played, you know, in in the basketball court a yeah. couple times, yeah. and then we we got we branched out. We got to a, a, that park in in oh, yeah. Landsbrook, Lakefront there. Park. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We just had to put a security deposit down. And we're like, yeah. hey, we're just gonna play. We're gonna bring like just, sixty it, people. It was just like a little picnic pavilion that we rented out. Right. Yeah. There's was, still good pictures from that night. Oh yeah, pretty decent pictures. They've mm-hmm. stood the test of time. Um, that, and then the first one where we actually sang in front of people, like for the full kind of full show was the relay for life thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, I love you, buddy. I love you to death. You know that I do, but mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was not what we should have done. It was not what we should have done. No. Cole, our, our lead, our lead guitar player was, we were trying to do a trio thing and Cole was taking vocal lessons and like it, it didn't it wasn't all bad. It never was all bad, but it was he just wasn't a singer. He was more of like a creationist. He would he would take nothing from yeah. a guitar and then create all this the layered, stacked, like really fucking cool, spacey, like mm-hmm. um sort of like 
almost he's the producer, yeah, songwriter. Yeah, you know. he's he's the he's the composer of these like soundscapes that we would create, and then it was just it would it would be beautiful. And he was mm-hmm. he's one of the best writers that I know to this day. Oh, absolutely. I probably wouldn't yeah. I probably wouldn't write any songs without him. Yeah, I send him shit all the time. I'm like, is this bad? Mm-hmm. He was like, mm, well, I mean. <laughs> And, and that, I that, know, like, I, I get self-conscious sending shit to him because I'm like, you know, he's written some really fucking good stuff, like, really good stuff. Yeah. And uh, I just, I always get, like... And honest oh, feedback is in- incredibly important oh, absolutely. things like that. Yeah, so he sang at that event, and it didn't go so well. I mean, we we were tight as a band, yeah. but it was... We got was, some honest feedback. We did. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. They let us know what was going on. They were like, hey, uh, maybe we need to do something different. Yeah. And, uh, and we didn't have the equipment to, like, you know, no, the, we the had monitors. Nothing. We couldn't hear ourselves that we great, had, you know. We so. had nothing because there was other guys doing a sound check. Mm-hmm. It was, it was um, our psychology teacher's, high school psychology teacher's band, and he was a saxophone player and a singer. He was the fucking man. They, yeah. Yeah, Mr. Rocktoff, man. He was awesome. He was a psych professor or psych teacher. Really good dude, um, and he that that band could just rip it. Like they did a lot of surf rock with like mm-hmm. I don't know like ska I guess with like the saxophone and, and shit. Okay. It was really cool. It was really cool. But uh, so I wanted to ask you this too because this is a question that I always go through, like thinking about the old days. So when you were in high school, did you? wear the music side of your life on your sleeve or did you kind of play it close to the vest in in hopes that no one would make fun of you because i never told anyone uh i i don't think i did either i mean my close friends knew um but like it was a surprise to a lot of people when i told them i i can't do something i have band practice or something like that like Um, orchestra like no no no, like like rock and roll baby yeah because I, 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 I played a lot of sports and stuff too yeah and like, you no were baseball one, and football yeah right? no no one knew there uh no nah, it was close to the chest um you know i mean we didn't we weren't like good enough i think to advertise to a lot of people yeah for a while yeah as well and that, and that was like toward the end of high school that's true that's fair um, yeah but I mean, yeah, my close friends knew, but uh, that was that was probably the extent. Yeah, I don't. I feel like like when we started playing those shows in the garage and shit, like people knew about it, and but I never wanted to talk about it with people that didn't know me because I was, um, I don't know, I got bullied a lot, like in elementary school, and like fucking just ripped to shreds because I would react very emotional, very angry back then. Still am now, but I kind of I, I wear it on the inside. Um, but I would always be afraid of giving people like secret, not secret information, but like stuff they could use. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't give them any ammo, sure. you know, to to cut you down if shit goes bad. You know, so I was always like, nev- I was never the first guy to be like, hey, uh, you know, by the way, you want to come yeah. out and hear my band? I didn't yeah. want him to be like, you, you playing a band, yeah. bro? You playing a band? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like, I didn't want and, to do And music that. can get very personal, you know? Oh, like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's uh, you know, it was therapeutic in, in a lot of respects. Then, I mean, as it is now. Absolutely, you know, it is. Yes, 100%. And, it definitely uh, you know, is. You know, especially when we started playing original songs, there's, you know, oh, stuff yeah. that we wrote is, mm-hmm. you know, there's that even more personal attachment to it. Of course. Um, but, I mean, like, you know, when we played covers, it wasn't so bad. Um, no, no. And it was it was a lot of I mean, we had a lot of different lot of different covers. 
Oh, here she goes again. Oh. Who is it? Pixies the, the, the binary system. Huh? Your friend or foe? Layla? Yeti. Our neighbor our neighbor's dog is named Yeti. Ooh, is it a big dog? It's a big white fuzzy dog. Yeah, and he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, dude. Fuck that dog. Fuck our neighbors too, by the way. This is uh this is probably gonna be the last episode that we record in this house, by the way. So you're gonna see a significant change in setup here. We're in the middle of a move right now, which is why um we're taping things so close together. We tried to stack some stuff up, but I just really haven't had the time to do it. So we appreciate you bearing with us, but uh, this is probably going to be the last episode that you'll see in here. So no better guest I could think of than to have my good friend Tully be here for that. That would be, that's awesome. So, okay. I wanted to ask you too. So your, your name Tully came from a yeah. book. A, a, so Jimmy Buffett. Yes. My, my parents are big parrot heads. That's right. Um, that's right. And uh, there's a, a, a book that I, I still have not read to this day that I really need to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, only your name. Yeah. <laughs> but it's I think it's the Salty Piece of Land. Yes. Is a, is a book that Jimmy Buffett wrote. Yes. Um, he, he actually has like quite a, a, a portfolio of, of literary works that yeah. you know, he, he's written like six books or something like that. Yeah, he's a, he's a writer. He's a big time writer. One of the recurring characters is named Tully Mars. And, mm. and from my, my secondhand understanding, he's a, uh, a drunken cowboy that, that like you know travels around the west and and my dad read it when my mom was pregnant liked the name and and it stuck i mean i think you'd be doing it a disservice if you didn't become a drunken cowboy so I, do we I'm still have well time? on my way <laughs> good good um just get yourself a fat belt buckle and a class ring and start talking about how you should have gone pro if coach would have put you in I know too many people that applies to. God, it's ridiculous. Uh, Isn't that the best part? It's the best part about playing like a, a sport in high school is like hearing all these dipshits. Like when you get out of that, be like, hey, what are you doing? Like, oh, I'm still trying out. I'm like, you're 27. Yeah. Where are yeah. you playing? Yeah. Where are you going to play? You playing for Sherwin Williams Paint Supply? You playing for their rec <laughs> team or fucking the company league? Like, no, dude. Stop! Yeah, no yeah. one, no one's getting you a scholarship at twenty eight. Yeah, there, there is a horizon, and, Stop. and it's, we're past the horizon on a on a lot of that. Um, and I, and I get it, you know, if if I play at a sport in college, I might be a little bit more attached to it. So I, I yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna boohoo my friends uh, uh, that that do <laughs> meet yeah. that meet that criteria. But yeah. yeah, it is kind of funny. It is. It is a little. It is a little amusing. Yeah, I I don't know why that just I I remembered that about the. Jimmy Buffett book. That's yeah. that's crazy. And, and my, my parents did. My middle name is James, so they left the TJ thing there. Okay, um, just in but, case. But Tully's it's cool. It's unique. You know, I I, I, it is. I own it. It is. It's it's a disaster trying to uh, explain it to new people. Yeah. Um, what? It's I, I I go with Sully with a T. Oh, is, is there the you easy go. One, but you yeah, know, yeah. There's a lot of I like people spell it with an E all the time. It's just Y. Oh, um, T U L L E Y. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. that that's like a little pet peeve. Um, Especially in emails, like come on, like it's it's right there. In yeah, my, right. But, um, oh God, I can't, I can't, I hate that shit so much. I don't know if I've told this story on here or not, but like, my thing is like I don't get pissed when you misspell my name the first time because it's a common thing. It's a it's a job, you know. Like everybody's mm-hmm. like, oh, plumber, P L U M B E R. Like that's what everybody. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, and my dad says this sarcastically all the time. He goes, you know. Just to let you know, not a single person that has my last name spells it like that. Not one person. <laughs> like it's it. They drop the the B. No one. No one has that name. And, the, and if you are a plumber with a B, sorry, but no one really has it. But 
I was playing at this place out in Riverview called The Forge. It's a little Irish pub. The crowd there was a little obnoxious that night, and I was already in for it. So it was like, okay. You know, a guy came up to me and was like, hey, we got a birthday boy in the house. Can we pick it up a little bit like that? And I'm like, sure thing, dickhead. Oh, you know, for a, and he brought like a dollar up the stage. I'm like, oh, my God, thank you, sir. Thank you. I've never seen such currency. (laughs) Fuck you. So anyway, he starts doing that, and I'm just in a pissy mood, of course, uh, you know, as I typically am. And uh, my name is on the little entertainment flyers that they put, you know, the little plastic, whatever they fucking call it, with the little, you slide the paper in them, and they're on the tables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. So my name's on there. It's on the social media. It's on their social media. Mm -hmm. Correctly. And then, so two places it's spelled correctly. In in the restaurant, they're like right. where you can easily look it up and see. When I get my check at the end of the night, the name on the outside of the check is Josh Plummer with a B. Yeah. And then the name on the actual check is Josh Plummer with a B. So I'm like, okay. Uh, Are we just lazy you, or stupid? Like, what's going on? Like, I don't, I don't a, fucking understand, you know, man. Horse to water, you can't make him drink. That's right. Yeah. God, I wish I could make these people fucking drink. Drink rat poison. Okay, we're going to have to cut that out. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I've gotten a little bit more edgy from this career. I it's... remember you played basketball in, in high school, and, yep. and, and you had some outbursts, I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. lots. Yeah. <laughs> you liked that one, did you? Yeah, um, we're about to go on a family vacation with uh, with Jasmine's family. They do a, they do a really cool thing, um, uh, the Tampa-Miami game. So it's everybody that's from the Tampa-Brandon area and versus the the people from the south florida area okay so we do like a little mini decathlon Ooh. drinking games and shit and like we found out that there's a basketball court at the place <laughs> we're staying at Uh-oh. i was like jasmine you don't you don't want this oh, i can man. i promise you you don't want this i was like they're gonna fucking hate me at the end of this but yeah i did have some i did have some outbursts baseball too man baseball I would oh yeah fucking oh, crack yeah. helmets throw bats get tossed out of games and shit like yeah it was bad i was just i was so I was so disappointed with failure. I would just cry after everything. I'm like, I don't like this at all. I still do, but you know, it's not as it's not as often. Mostly movies. Movies I cry. I cry at every movie I see now. Like legit, almost every movie that I see, unless it's like mm-hmm. an action movie, I'm crying. Just some semblance of emotion. Just yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so insane. <laughs> that, that's. I think that's good though. Like you know. Yeah. Yeah. To have those extremes of emotion, it, you know, when you're not yeah. hurting anyone, you need a, that range is important. Right. You need to laugh a lot every day. You need to, you know, maybe not cry every day, but like maybe yeah. just get in touch with, you know, the emotional the, side the, of the everything. Jimmy and, v that's right. Mentality. That's yeah. right. That's where I get it from. Dude, that guy. Oh, what a moment in sports. Oh. If I ever need to cry, I, I watch that video. Dude. Yeah, oh, dude. Yeah. That is just insane. That, the fact that like... I'm going to cry saying this now. The fact that, like, when, when he died and his wife found his sport coat, you remember he used to tuck in goals mm-hmm. inside, like little index cards with goals on them inside okay. his jacket pocket. So one would be, like, win the national championship and or, okay. you know, uh, win coach of the year or, like, get a, you know, whatever. Have, have so many career wins. The one that she found in his jacket pocket after he had died was to beat cancer in his pocket like in from the closet i was like Jeez. fuck <gasps> yeah jimmy v was what a guy dude what a what a magical run in college sports like one of the best ever down 15 mm-hmm. with like less than two minutes to go or down 10 with less than 15 minutes to go or jesus christ 
down 10 with less than two minutes to go yeah. in like three or four straight games mm-hmm. and they end up winning the entire thing like it's yeah. it's crazy yes. and like, college basketball is one and done man you fuck up for eight minutes and your yeah. season's over yeah you can fuck up for 32 minutes in the nba a oh, night oh, yeah. and still have a chance to win <laughs> yeah that's that's my the you know i know you're a big nba fan and that's the i love it that's i i, I prefer college basketball because of that unpredictability mm-hmm. because with the nba so long it's it becomes the superstar typically wins yeah you know yeah father time is undefeated but yeah you're you're typically right the superstars do uh they they you know they'll run the table they have more notoriety they have more ability to attract other uh players other you know b plus level players mm-hmm. sometimes a plus but yeah it's uh I, I just like the nba because i i was just always a big basketball guy and i don't have a college team like i feel like if i had a college team it'd be easier yeah. for me to do because like I know this is this is the one thing that pissed me off. It's this is a half a sports episode. <laughs> this is, the one thing that pissed me off about like when I was at FAU when I was still going to class was when teachers would legitimately ask us at a university that rivaled these two, not really rivaled, but like it was another university in Florida. Mm-hmm. She would go, "All right, so raise your hand if you're a Gator fan. Raise your hand if you're a Seminoles fan." Like she would get like polls yeah. and that. I'm like. I was like, no, I mean, I'm a fan of this school. Yeah. I was like, I like these guys. I don't like either of those fucking guys. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I don't hate them, but it's like, what? Yeah. You, I mean, you don't advertise <laughs> like, that. That's not, you, you can't we're leave, at, leave. We're it. at a different school. Like, you think USF is like, okay, are we more like, are we more, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, have some school pride? Are we more you know, FGCU to, to, to or FAU here? Like, no, dude. <laughs> like, I know F, F or UF and FSU are big schools, but it's like. Why are you asking us that? Like it's this is our school. This should be our pride. But yeah. that's that's the epitome. Here we go again. It's the fucking epitome of South Florida bullshit of all these people that front run and bandwagon off these fucking big time names. Yeah. It's what they've always done. It's embarrassing. That's mm-hmm. why everybody down there is like, Oh, I'm I'm a big UM fan. Like, you've never even seen that place. <laughs> the amount yeah. of the amount of people I know one person in my whole life, and it was my ex from college who actually went to University of Miami. Yep, I know yep. one fucking person. That's the one person in my whole life that is a fan of that school that went to that school. Mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed in the student sections of those games? Fucking empty, dude. Oh yeah. No one goes to games. Yeah. They're all they're all like doctors and fuck because it's a really good school. It's, it's, a, it's a good school. It's an yeah. insanely good school, but like for athletics, it's like, you know, no no one no one goes there for sports. No. And, well, I you, mean, you do, but it's like I'm talking like the the fans. The fans, the, yeah. The, the non the, the, the non athletes. The percentage of fans that went to the school is much lower than Cor- all these other big name schools. Correct. Also, one of my favorite stories of all time, maybe not of all time, but with of you, Uh-oh. is the time that you went to try to go to the UF UM game. Oh God! Uh, Can you tell that story, please? Oh yeah. So so you know I'm a big Gator fan, and uh, you graduated from there, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you, did you go to um, grad school there too? I, or? I did my. I got a master's in public health there. Wow. And then I actually just did my MBA through USF. So I'm I'm you know. I got some letters next money, you know. Another one. Yeah, that's great, man. Well, good for you. Yeah, we get it. Off, but we get it. You're better than everybody. Okay, all right. <laughs> but so, so the story we we went down as a couple of friends carpooled down to the game, and yeah, and, uh, and uh, yeah, this was in uh, uh, wherever the the Dolphin Stadium, right? And that's where yeah, they it was in. Um, or is the orange? Or not the Orange Bowl? Yeah, the Orange Bowl. 
wherever that's played. Yeah, was it Landshark at the time? Was it Maybe. Landshark? But, but I can't uh, remember. I don't know. Somebody's somebody's screaming right now, going like, "You fucking idiot! You don't know where they play!" Like, no, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, so we so we went down there, and you know, we we were like, "All right, we're just gonna go. It's gonna be a fun time. We're gonna scalp some tickets, and we're gonna go to the game." And mm-hmm. we. And we did exactly that. Only the thing is that the scalp tickets were fake. Yeah. And uh, yep. yeah, wasted sixty bucks, which was a lot of money at the time. Yeah. In college, uh, per ticket. Per right? ticket, because yeah. me, my, my buddy, um, and we were we were pissed off. Yeah, dude. And we we went back, tried to confront the guy that sold us, brought the cops over there, and he's like, eh, "Nothing we can do. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing we can do. You're in Miami. Yeah. Anything goes, baby." Which yeah. goes to my saying is that, and I told you this. When you got to my house after, because you just came over and partied at our house yeah, the yeah. night after. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and we, we, st- we stayed in the in the tailgate and just found whatever alcohol we could and just yeah. got blackout drunk. I remember I remember this so vividly because it was like such it was such a uh, like a metaphor for the weekend. You were like, well, uh, I think I was like either newly twenty one or like about to be, and you had just turned twenty one or something. But Annie mm-hmm. was over at our house. And we had a couple other friends or whatever, and like I don't know, maybe I'd just broken up with my my ex at the time yes, or something. You, like that. you had, but she was there. Uh, I think she was there. She was there. But I think you, she it was, was there. I think it was Rocky at the oh, time. Yeah, dude, this was. Oh man, I know this story. Okay, earmuffs, Jasmine. Uh, so she, I'm. Oh God, this is gonna get. All right, Uh-oh. I'm gonna decide if I'm gonna say this or not by saying this story first, but. It goes back to my point about the buying the tickets. It goes back to my point that I say to everybody, mm-hmm. if there is someone in that area, especially Miami, and you're talking to them and you don't know them on a personal level, they're lying to you. They are 100% lying to you. They don't work where they say they work. They don't have what they say they have. They're not who they say they are. No mm-hmm. one. It actually goes the same for a lot of big cities, yeah. but like down there is it's, like it's like mini LA with like everybody's like, "Oh, I'm an actor." Like the fuck you are. You're yeah. you're sleeping on a bench. Yeah. What are you talking it's, about? It's it's a very superficial kind of culture. Oh, it's disgusting. That, that, that I think leads to a lot of that stuff, which yeah, it's, is it's unfortunate. It's it is um, because it's a beautiful city, like structurally. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of really. What I mean, like South Beach is really cool. Yes, like yeah, they got yeah. a lot of like really nice old buildings. You have the Versace Mansion that's still there yeah, and yeah. like turned into a club or some shit a lot like of that, that. You know, deco kind of. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's really cool. It's like they got a really a really nice mm-hmm. uh, vibe to it, but the people there are just the worst, man. It's just so yeah. bad. Like I've never I've never had a discrepancy of cities of, of of a city so much versus like of what they offer as like a city in terms of sites and everything like that versus the actual people that go to these places. It's, yeah. hor- it's horrific. Mm-hmm. It's horrific. I'm, I feel like I'm well-traveled enough to say that. I know I'm not the most traveled, you know, uh, but I've, I've, been to, I've been to New York City, and I got to say, before I went to New York City, all I heard about was how mean and how rude people were and how big of assholes they were. And I got there, and I'm like, these are the nicest <laughs> people on earth. Yeah, This yeah. is the nicest city I've ever been to. I swear, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not blowing smoke. I, yeah. I swear. I was like, I got there, and everybody's like, oh, what? I remember we were in a store one time, and a guy comes up to us like, hey, can I help you? Can I help you look for anything? I'm like, what? You guys do that here? <laughs> this is so insane. I thought you were gonna tell me to get the fuck out. But everybody wants to help you. Everybody yeah. wants to, you know. We would ask strangers like, hey, how do you get to the, mm-hmm. you know, da da da? How do you yeah. get to this place? How do you get to this coffee spot? How do you, how do you, what's the best slice of pizza around? And be like, oh man, you gotta go. Like they, everybody wants to help you. Everybody yeah. wants to be a part and of your and journey. And most, you know. There's always those people that give any place you visit because you only you know meet a sample of people wherever you go, right? So that's going to be your impression. And mm-hmm. and uh, but you're you're right. There is 
a lot of that in South Florida. And I've, I've never, you know, I, I assume the best out of people yeah. for, the, for the most part. Yeah. You know? And that's I'm, probably a flaw. Um, well, it's good. It's good to have that. But I'm, I'm, I got to tell you, I am done with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am done, dude. I've seen too many people be like really nice to my face. And then, you know, it's just like, okay, okay, pal. Yeah, but I, I remember uh, that night um, after the game when we were, we were over at your place. That was the I think the last time that I truly jammed with someone and enjoyed it. Oh yeah, yeah, because we yeah we did jam. That's right. Because I you know I've I've tried over the years since the Garage Band days to mm-hmm. to to find a band and, and and build something, but it's just so hard to find people that are easy to play with. And yeah, I, and there's a lot of people I know that are very technically good at music. But when you're talking about just synchronizing with someone else and making something together that sounds good, especially like just riffing, like yeah, I got I got a buddy who who's great, technically gifted, but like whenever you try to play with him, whenever he messes up, he stops and he tries to get yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've never had like it was easy to play with you guys back in the day, and I I really miss that. I really do. Yeah, I think it was I think it was a lot of like just um, the fact that we understood that it didn't need to be perfect it had that garage element to it that was mm-hmm. fun you know it was a it was a cool moment to kind of you know experiment with these sounds and like the the beautiful thing about song and i've said this before is like songs come from nothing mm-hmm. like they come from nothing not even really an idea like a lot of a lot of times like when you're like when you're an artist you're like oh i'm going to i'm going to draw a lion today i'm going to draw a picture of a river or something like that like like they they know like what they're drawing you mm-hmm. know when you're writing a movie you're like oh, okay i want to write it about this character and yeah. a lot of my songs i'll just sit on the couch and like bad posture obviously yeah. and just start strumming some chords i'm like huh that might work and then that's it yeah. Yeah. like but it comes from Nothing at all. Yeah. Nothing. And, and I, I, I know little to nothing about theory on guitar, and I can just fuck around mm-hmm. with, like, simple stuff, FCG, A minor, or, yeah. you know, GCD, E minor. And, and then it just, everything works out. Yeah. And for, <laughs> for me, that's that's what music is to me nowadays. Like, I, I still I don't play other people's songs. Like, I don't go to guitar tabs and just look up things. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's, it's, you know therapy for myself where i just yeah. play what comes to mind and it's, yeah and it's uh and i get whatever i need to get off my chest and then i'm, I'm good you want to do you your know? own thing yeah you got to do your own thing yeah I, I i appreciate that man and that's that's a part of um you know that's a part of music education that a lot of people miss out on because everybody wants to be the most theoretically sound be the most perfect play the most notes play the fastest play the most expensive guitar and everything like mm-hmm. when really it's just Whatever feels good to you yeah. should be what you enjoy, you know? Like, if you, if you, and everybody's listening to this going, like, you fucking hypocrite, you talk shit all the time about people. I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. Um, but, you know, if, it, if, it, if it's good yeah. and it's honest and it's true art and it's, it's you know, genuine and it yeah. gives people a chance to escape for a minute, then I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, if it's somebody else's song or if it's, or if it's yours yeah. alone, but like, you know, unless it's, unless you're pandering. Then, then we got an issue, but yeah. you know that's a whole that's a whole thing. God, yeah. I I forgot I. <laughs> and the, uh. the way a lot of music is going these days, it's all there's all advertisements within a song, especially pop country these days. Whenever you hear Bud Light, it's Bud Light paid mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. to that artist, and, mm-hmm. and that frustrates me. Yeah, and it's it's just weird because like when we were in high school, country wasn't even really on the radar for us, and now it's country, everywhere. Country overtook pop. It's everywhere. It's, it's what pop was in the you know two thousand. Correct is country pop now. Correct. It's a little, I don't know. It's it, it, 
there's some stuff that breaks through the mainstream. You're like, huh, this is pretty good. You know, I love, mm-hmm. I love Tyler Childers. I love Jason Isbell. I love Chris Stapleton. Mm-hmm. Billy Strings is a fucking phenomenal flat picker and player. Yeah. Like he's nuts. Have you seen him before? Uh, Billy Strings. I've I've heard a couple songs. Yeah. He uh, he did um uh, so 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 my girlfriend um mm-hmm. is a is a really big Luke Combs fan. Okay, um, he's not bad. He he's he's not bad. He's he's on the fringe. I he would is. Say. He, he is. He, he does have some stuff that's you know I would call true country. Yes, and then he does a lot of pop country. Correct. As well. Correct. Um and and you know he toes that line really well, but he he does write a lot of his own songs. He does, he, and, and I appreciate that. That's what I love um, about him. Yeah. But he does sell out to to a degree on, yeah. on some of that stuff. Yeah, and I but, feel like a lot of that's like label and management and everything like that. Yeah. But it's, it's a lot of, uh, you know, it, it, it's a lot of, you know, your marketability in country comes from how not it's because country used to be how timeless is this song going to be? Because like you think about songs like, yeah. that are sixty years old now that yeah. are still like like regu- Johnny Cash yes. is still on the radio. Johnny Cash and um, you know Merle Haggard and mm-hmm. Hank Senior and Willie Nelson for Christ's sake he's fucking ninety two and still out on the road or whatever <laughs> he is. I mean, a lot of that was like how timeless is this going to be? Like how how mm-hmm. how uh, relatable is this? Is this love story? Is this you know? fictional story like because a mm. lot of a lot of back in the day like the my favorite part about country um like older country is these stories that mm. aren't memories yeah they're just they're cool stories they're like dark like dark murder ballads or like a heartbreak story or like you know john prine is a really really good oh, like, yeah. john prine is one of the best songwriters of all time he does a lot of that where he's like he's not singing from experience mm-hmm. he's he's telling a story of something that he yeah. either has seen or is on the outside of mm. or just something that he things happens you know yeah it's not it, necessarily all like oh this is all my memories this is all for me for me 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 mm-hmm. whatever but like a lot of this now in country today is how quickly can you get to the top not how long it's going to mm-hmm. last how quickly can you get to the top and if you have a genuine yeah. songwriter it's all about the hook you know? yeah it's, it's that's all that's all it is yeah like it's, it's the hook it's the fucking mm-hmm. content hit these keywords and yeah. you know yeah, it's, it's the Bo Burnham thing, man. Do you ever see that thing where he's talking about the, the country, the country song? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead, um, there's sung by a bunch of metrosexuals who's never done a hard day's work in their life. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the thing about like those timeless songs is is they're never complex. They're no. always they're always simple, and that's always. And that's when I, you know, you know, it's attempt the to, to write something on, on my own. It's it's never complex. Like you keep it simple, and yes. the best songs are simple. Yes, they tell a good story in as few words as needed. Yeah, um, I mean there there's obviously a ton of exceptions, but yeah, um, but you know, a good simple song that doesn't have all these you know layers on top of it. You know, just a, a man playing a guitar and yeah, singing. Yeah, something I mean, from the heart is is that's country. You know, yeah, it's and it it all came from you know the it, it's what it is now came from something that it's so obviously not, Mm -hmm. which is why when you cite these guys in your songs, it's like, but really? But do you really listen to them? Or did you hear about them from someone and then go, oh, I like... Because a lot of these guys, like, they... Look, the Garth Brooks, for example, okay? When that whole thing happened, it was like, okay, now we're immediately... We're taking a dive. We're taking a dive. Like, yeah. I don't know your thoughts on Garth, but 
I secretly think he's a serial killer. Hence my mommy's <laughs> podcast t-shirt. Uh, yeah, your mom's house. Shout out. Not that they need one. Uh, <laughs> that yeah. Um, when when that kind of swung into like the. I don't know. It was almost like character country. Like you're playing mm-hmm. a version of yourself so people can connect with it. And it's like, okay, dude. Like that started to happen. And then yeah. we had a good 15 years of like like the 90s country that was real nice. And, you know, there was a lot of really mm-hmm. good artists that came around that time and still are very good. You know, the Alan Jacksons, you know, uh, Guys like that, I'm I'm blanking on other yeah. people, but I mean that that kind of stuff is. I mean George Strait, you know, like those guys. Was he 90s? Not really 90s. Was it earlier? I don't know. I, I don't, I'll yeah. look it up. I'm, but you're reaching my limits here. Yeah, it, it um, was stuff like that, and then there, and then all of a sudden, I don't know what it was. It was like right right when we were in high school. It was like it was it was. Wait, this is country now. Luke Bryan. Yeah, it was like this yeah. is country. Yeah. It's, what the fuck is that? What is this peanut butter throat yeah. bullshit? It's it's like, I don't know, I, I kind of have a, a sort of a theory. I'm kind of making it up on the spot, so bear with me. But like, um, when, you, when you're when you a self, like you're Josh Plummer, you, you mm-hmm. promote yourself as Josh Plummer. Right. You know, that's that's your own name. There, there's an element of, uh, of yourself that comes with that, you know? And once you're putting your name on something that's a pop song that country pop is now, that just, the that rawness is lost, you know? Right. And... I don't know, like, you know, if you're going to sell out, just, like, be some, be an object. Don't be your name. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. I agree. Because so then, you, then you're tying that to yourself, and that just, I don't know. Then I lose respect as an artist this for you. This looks like, holy shit, do I need reading glasses? What the fuck? <laughs> I can't read. It looks like 80s and 90s. Yeah, so, okay. All right, so I'm not horribly wrong. So, hopefully, if somebody's mm-hmm. listening to this, they're not like, you idiot. Yeah, so... Yeah. It's it's really interesting too, um, you know, like the Sam Hunts. God, that guy yeah, is horrible. Yeah. Oh my! I mean, when when you geez. when it's just lyrics and it's like three chords in the background, it's just not the same, you know. It's, no, I mean, it, well, it can be good, but like, yeah, you know. it's I don't know. I, I it just it if like, when it's verse chorus verse chorus soft version of the chorus yeah, chorus yeah then then that's <laughs> then come on you know try a little bit harder. I just don't like. Uh, dishonesty with stuff like that. It's like, it's okay to just be your own artist. Like, don't fall under this blanket of bullshit because you think that you're going to make more money. Like, I went to college. Well, I was at college with a guy who, I've told this story before. I'm not going to bleep it out now because I know he's definitely not listening. But his name, well, I have to, I probably have to bleep out his last name, but I'll, I'll tell you what his, what his stage name became. He was a guy, I think, he, I can't remember his nationality, but he was... It was a Spanish guy, maybe maybe Central American, maybe South American. I can't remember. It was okay. he was Spanish. Uh, his name was Javier. Okay. Okay. He was big in the country, so he changed his name to to Jace Crawford. And I was like, okay. "What are you doing? What are you doing with your name?" Huh? And he just. He started taking pictures of his Jeep and putting it up there, and like he started, you know, playing these showcases and like playing, you know, country songs. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing to your heritage, wow. bro? What are you doing? Wow! Like, where are you? He's like whitewashed himself. I, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's like, I get it if you're, you know, the the next coming of Christ with yeah. country, and you're like, okay, now I got to make some changes, but like, yeah. you you can't forget That's- about. 
your your own name, your own background, right. your own heritage. And, and, like that's what and makes that you is, you. That is country. Yeah. Right? When, right. when you do that, you're deviating from what country is. You know. That's, yeah. That's that's weird. It's it is pretty wild. It is pretty wild. Oh God. So okay. <laughs> I think we both had late nights last night. I really no. Well, yeah. I I wanted to, but I couldn't. I was about to lose my voice because I was talking so loud last night. But yeah, I so <laughs> okay. I want to tell the I'm I'm going to mm-hmm. tell the story. So here we go. So we're uh, going back to we're going back to that night. Yeah, because okay. I, I was deciding if I want to tell it or not. But fuck it, I don't really care. So um, clip it. Uh, we had a we had a party after the UF. Uh, um game which they don't play each other uh, no, every they used to but then now it's more of a like once every three or something four, right? yeah, something yeah, like that. It's, yeah it's something it had to be scheduled to like because it right. wasn't a thing with the secs i don't know but. so uh i remember andrew was there too my my old roommate yeah, andrew yeah. if you remember andrew i just talked to him the other day shout out bobby b what up uh so we were drinking, and I remember. The, so the metaphor for the night, we're going back. <laughs> I didn't we're even. All I didn't you. even finish the thought. <laughs> the metaphor of that night of you getting ripped off for the tickets was you brought in a Corona twelve pack, and you say to me, "Well, I had a twelve pack. Now it's more of like a ten and a half pack because you dropped it out of the car." <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> you brought in like broken glass. I'm like, "Come on in, it's no big deal." But you brought uh I remember this specifically because this was the first time I ever had it. You brought uh, Bacardi Limon, and we made uh, loaded. <laughs> that was the loaded Rona days. Yes, oh, it God. was. The I haven't loaded... had one of those in a while. God, it was gross. The loaded Corona days. I just I can't do any Bacardi anymore, man. It was it, Bacardi was like fun in college, and now I'm like, if I see it, I'm like, I'm gonna fucking yeah. die. So we were there, and um, my ex current my like she was my ex re like recent ex like we had just broken up a few weeks ago and she mm-hmm. knew that annie and like them were coming over so she was trying to get in their camp and be like don't uh, let him break up with me because she was friends with annie yeah okay. well i mean she okay. thought she was yeah annie yeah annie was on my side of that whole thing so anyway oh, yeah. um obviously so annie's over there you're over there uh totally sister annie and um Twin sister. You guys have the same birthday. That's fucking wild. <laughs> I can't believe it. Every year I see it, I'm like, what? This must be crazy. Uh, bad jokes. Okay, we so... Always, we always get the, uh, oh, are you guys identical? I'm like, yeah. no. No, it can't happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure I've asked you that yes, once in my sure. life. <laughs> Before I was... Yeah. Yeah. And they just looked at me like, no. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not how that works. Anyway, so we're over there. We're drinking. We're jamming. And... Um, I remember we were playing like Civil Wars. I, well, yeah. I was, and we were doing some old like originals and uh, stuff like that. And uh, she, she was trying so hard to not like let me go, and like she was trying to, uh, she was trying to get with me that night. And her strategy was to just stay in the bed. And if she stayed in the bed, then she could just stay over so she just did the whole like i'm not leaving oh boy and just laid there and everybody left and i'm like you gotta go you have to find she's like i can't i've been drinking i can't go anywhere i'm like oh jesus fucking christ so whatever so i caved and shit happened and then she stayed over and we woke up and i looked at her and i go this is never happening again 
And then, Ooh. and then she goes, okay. <laughs> and then I drive her back to her house because I guess maybe she didn't have her car. I drove her back to her house and I was like, I, I basically kicked her out of the car. I'm like, don't ever fucking come to my house Man. again. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't I was know like, don't you ever do that left. again. Yeah, and I was like, I, I, uh, I told her after that. I'm like, I should have, I should have handled you, the first night the same way I handled you that night, Oof. and that morning. I should have just fucking kicked you out, because she's she's bad shit, bad shit crazy. Here's one of my favorite stories of all time. Oh, oh you, because you know this too. Her mom. Do you remember her mom? Did you ever meet her mom? Maybe. Dude, her mom. So my sister. My sisters graduated high school two years after me. So Haley and Christy. Mm -hmm. It was at their high school uh, graduation party. We did it at like the fucking, I don't know, the Sand Pearl or something like that. Like one of the hotels in Clearwater Beach. And um, were you there that night? I think you were there. We came, we came, uh, yeah, we we were. I think it was like at the penthouse and you rented out something. Because Cole was there. Yeah, yeah. And then Jared and and them were there too. And like my friends. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So. Oh God! I've got to bleep her name out. Her mom dumped a beer on her head in front of my family, and she got so pissed. She was, yeah. she started crying. She was like, "How dare you do this? This is my boyfriend's family. You're embarrassing me, man!" Like she's crying in the bathroom, and then her mom is like, "Get over it. It's not that big of a deal. It was just the foam." But it was like it was a, it was like a you know I mean, good so amount. I mean, uh... So she poured beer on her head. In front of people who yeah. they're meeting for the first time in my family, I'm like, yeah, this is how we do it. You know, regardless, you don't pour beer on someone's head. No, you know? yeah. no, and especially your own fucking daughter, like whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, it's you know, she resents her because they uh, they they got pregnant very early in life, mm. and she feels like she can't enjoy herself, and da da da. She's yeah. Catholic, can couldn't get divorced until it was socially acceptable. Mm. Blah blah blah. I digress. So. She dumped a beer on her head in front of everybody, in front of my family, and everybody's like, what is going on, dude? Like, is everybody okay? So she's like, I'm so embarrassed. I just want to fucking leave it. Or whatever. So yeah. jumps a beer on her head. So we go upstairs, and then we just started pounding beers. My brother went to the gas station down the street, and we, mm. got, we got a fuck ton of beer. We got like two cases of beer. My mm. brother had jury duty the next morning, and then they <laughs> sent him home because they're like, you smell like booze. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. You're not judging shit today. So they sent him home after that, but... The night we start doing Power Hour, it's the right. whole like you know yeah. whatever every minute you, you play a snippet of a song and you drink every yeah. time the song changes. Isn't or... it like an ounce? It's it's one ounce of beer. I think the technical ways we're supposed to take a shot of beer every time the yes. song changes every but, minute. Yeah. So in an hour you're drinking yeah. five beers, right? So it's quick, yeah, or get something. Drunk. I don't one know. of those get drunk quick games, yeah, yeah. And it's it doesn't seem like a lot, but then you add it up and you you know a bunch of little kids in there that haven't really yeah. had experience drinking it can get a little crazy so mm -hmm. we were filling up that bathroom because we had the one bathroom and there was only one <laughs> there was a balcony so we were we had to pee off the balcony because everybody was like so <laughs> that we were just pissing and like going like whatever and my i told my mom this recently she was like you guys were peeing off of that balcony <laughs> You get arrested for that. I was like, "Oh, we didn't." So ah, I'm crazy. Ah. So, so we we were peeing because the bathroom was so backed up because everybody was just slamming beer, slamming beer. So that night was just a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Like, God damn it! She, uh, I keep saying it. I'm gonna have to just more work for me. She kept crying the whole night. You know, she total buzzkill. But whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, she, eventually she got drunk and forgot about it. But um, the next morning, 
we go down to wake her parents up for uh, for brunch. We're about to go to Clear Sky mm-hmm. in uh, the the one that's on the beach. And when we go down there, they're staying in room like two twenty, let's say, or something like that, right? And they have like an extended they have an extended balcony, and like her mom's like out there like tanning on the you know whatever in the morning. Yeah. So we're like, hey, we're about to go to breakfast. So we go down, we go to breakfast, we start ordering food, and like while I'm getting my wits about me and the hangover's kicking off, I text Jared next to me when I have the epiphany that we, unbeknownst to us, we were two floors above them on the shorter balcony. <laughs> so we were pissing all over their balcony <laughs> all night, unintentionally. And we go to see her and go to pick her up, and she's laying in probably a pile of piss oh, no. on these cushions oh no <laughs> oh no so that's that's incredible so moral of the story is don't dump beer on people's heads at parties or you get pissed on okay <laughs> don't do that oh, it's geez. so it's it was so funny oh yeah. my god uh yeah i think i think i had left before the debauchery started i think so it's, drive that's a responsible decision yeah. yeah but uh was annie there Mm. No, this was like a summer break or something like that. I don't think so. I don't no. think Annie was there. I think you were there though, because I yeah. think we had you and I, Cole there and yeah, everybody. We came for a bit, I want to mm. say. But how we doing? What are we at? Okay. Oh, um, all right. So I got a couple questions, and we're going to wrap this up. But oh, um, do you have anything off the top of your head? I always ask this because I think it's funny. Do you have anything off the top of your head that is like the worst advice you've ever gotten, whether it be career-wise, music-wise, just life in general? Anything sticking out to you? I mean, the worst advice doesn't stick out as much as the good advice. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't Swing know. it positive. I was, uh, um, I guess I was thinking, um, kind of going back to uh, the band days. We did mm-hmm. not need representation <laughs> back then. Yeah. Uh, so that, that was kind of funny, but. That was that was pretty bad advice. Like, you guys need to pay it. A- a percentage of your profits, like we're not making shit, yeah, dude. So I don't even make shit now. Of zero. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that was funny. I mean, I don't know. Um, just generally speaking, uh, I don't know. I've I, I've made some career changes because mm-hmm. I, I I I'm, so I I guess broadly speaking, I'm in the healthcare industry and mm-hmm. I started um, on the administrative side mm-hmm. and um, you know someone told me that was a good idea and uh, so now now I'm doing. Um, Oh, I like the data side of things. So okay. I think, so I think just starting out that way, yeah. I could have done something a little bit differently. But uh, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. There. Yeah. True. Um, but uh, yeah, nothing, nothing crazy. Like yeah, nothing that stands out. Yeah, man. It's it's uh, it's funny to to look back at all the uh, all the bad advice that mm-hmm. like that I've gotten, especially in this career, because everybody thinks they know everything. And uh, the one piece of advice that I will give to anybody that does, you know, that that's. Anything, this goes for any career, especially with music. And you can probably back me up on this now that we've seen it. But my advice to anybody that wants to do this and wants to be like a bar musician or a local musician or an artist in general, do not listen to anyone that doesn't do what you do. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to mm-hmm. people who pretend like they're in on the scene and they want they want to be a part of it. They want to be the star fuckers. They want to be around you. Don't listen to those people. Listen to the people who you consider your peers and that you respect mm-hmm. and as artists and as people. Sometimes it's hard to separate that because I know a lot of very good artists are kind of dickheads sometimes. So 
but that's that's my advice and the worst advice that i've taken is from people that aren't doing what i want to do and it's it's a you know it's it's an interesting interesting time you know um you know uh his dad another bleep hey he was he was another one man that would be like i'm like dude shut the fuck up dude it's he was uh he was a special kind of special kind of dumb uh yeah that's a I that's a topic. <laughs> yeah, that's another. That's a topic for another day. We're gonna um, save. We're gonna save that for part two. But no, uh, when you when we get you back in the in the new studio, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that'll be that'll be a that'll yeah be a thirty we ta- minute tangent. We, we talked yeah. about that story on the John Lee episode. So if you guys haven't heard that story, I'll, no. we'll, we'll we'll either clip it or whatever. We're gonna start clipping mm-hmm. out longer stuff so you can hear like full bullshit stories and like the mm-hmm. the high the big highlights of of that. So you yeah, know. but I, I I like that though. The yeah, the, you know, I think listening to the right people for the right advice is, yeah. is important. Because, I mean, you yeah. know, I think there's a lot of, you know, authority figures, you know, whether it's just, you know, your parents growing up that mm-hmm. that you think know everything. Mm-hmm. And, and it turns out as you get older, they, they don't really know everything. And that's, oh, yeah. And that's, that's a healthy thing to understand a, a, after a certain point in your life. I am but, uh, so, I'm so glad you said that because I got to be honest, man. I Growing up, I took everybody's advice. And I would be like, this guy knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And then you grow up you get a little bit older you're like oh wow just because they're older than you doesn't mean they're smarter than you <laughs> yeah and you don't know that when you're a kid and that people take advantage of that I have, I have a little saying that's uh imagine the average person mm-hmm. half the world is dumber than that <laughs> <laughs> um so so you, you gotta take everything with a grain of salt that's good i'm gonna use that imagine the average person half the people are dumber than that wow wow that's crazy. it puts things into perspective because yeah. a lot of people are just bullshit oh i mean yeah it was it's weird it's really weird when people mm. do that shit i'll tell you the one person that really solidified that for me was my dad's second wife holy shit she was dumb <laughs> wow that's a story for another part two as well but yeah it was it was uh jesus she you you remember like when it first started to transition to me do you remember like when you would drive in cars with adults as a kid and you'd be like oh wow this person's a great driver and then you drive yourself yeah. and you're like wow they're bad this <laughs> oh, is yeah. the worst driver i've ever seen oh yeah yeah it's 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 pretty tough pretty tough growing up like that and like you know because you know my dad would bring me to like my dad bring me to church every sunday and like i'd take advice from these people and i'm like but wait aren't you cheating on your wife with someone that works at the church mm-hmm. why am i mm-hmm. listening to you yeah, aren't aren't you begging people for money that don't have it to feed their own kids? Yeah, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, that that could be a good, uh, you know. Yeah, God, it was, it was just such a bunch of quacks that worked there, man. I mean, I'm sure. Like, listen, Jesus has done a lot of things for a lot of people, but not me. Sorry. So, uh, you know, R.I.P. We can we can tie that into the the. Yeah. the- story yes yeah. exactly speaking of jesus yeah. <laughs> are you saved uh <laughs> why don't you say your stuff down like he fucking chris hansen oh, everybody God, seriously why don't you sit yeah. why don't you sit down over there why don't you sit down tell me what were, yeah. what were you coming here to do play some music uh, we're gonna talk about the lord yeah. uh and what I'm, and I'm gonna do my best to convert you whether <laughs> you like it or not cole i remember cole telling me he was like yeah he um he sat me down and uh he sat me down and we were talking mm-hmm. and I, I challenged him on something and then he called his uncle or something like that for confirmation. He's like, this isn't fucking who wants to be a millionaire. This is your knowledge. Jeez. You can't call a fucking lifeline when you're spewing bullshit. <laughs> what are you talking about? God. Uh, yeah, that's... It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. But yeah. Um, 
Final question. Half of people, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, Half of people. I'm going to use that so much now. Final question. And as you know, this is the Scratch Track podcast. So thank you for listening. So in that, uh, we're going to stick with the theme. Why don't you uh, tell me about a Scratch Track of the week? Or maybe, I don't know. If you want to get deep, you can get deep. But if it want to be something silly, you can do that too. So tell me something that you want to do over or do again, whichever. doesn't matter. Uh, I've, I've I've been thinking about this one, and uh, I uh, I mean there there's I, I I don't believe in regrets in the sense that I would want to change something because right. you know I feel like it you know whether this is true or not but like in that moment that's what you wanted so that's why like, don't lose regrets because that's what you wanted at the time or some, yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that yeah, but yeah. Um, I mean they're they're you know uh, uh, I guess they're. And there's a lot of things that it'd be nice to experience again, but, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, I think going on the the deep path. Um, I didn't. So my my mom's from England, and yeah. my, my dad's from Mississippi, and we I grew up in Florida. So I've I've never had family other than my my parents right there around me, mm-hmm. um, and never really got to know my grandparents that well. And uh, my mom's side. My they, like his my grandma and grandpa uh, grew up in the like World War Two. They're like teenagers, crazy, crazy. And, and they actually have a have a pretty cool like. So the few stories that I've gotten from them um, are are intense, man. Like like uh, you know they have this crazy like this is like movie esque story about you know when so they lived in Newcastle and that mm-hmm. was a big shipyard, so mm-hmm. that was a, a target for a lot of the bombings. Right. So they they shipped a lot of the kids out of the countryside. Oh shit. Um, just so they wouldn't get blown up by yeah. bombs. I mean, it's insane to even think about that concept. Yeah, right. And that. But uh, they they uh, have this, you know, so my grandfather moved out because he lived within like a radius of the shipyard. Mm-hmm. And then my grandma stayed and she was only like a block or two outside of that radius. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is like, you know, an hour outside of the city that they sent all the kids to. Right. And I guess they were like in love. And, oh, and, wow. he, and he like, you know, snuck out of that little, you know, Damn, that's really and, cool. That's and, a cute and story. And walked his way back <laughs> to to Newcastle yeah. and, and weathered the bombings with my my grandma. That is so awesome, yeah. dude. Um, but like you know things like that, like that's an incredible story. And I've I only have like two or three of those that I can like really yeah. say say something about. Yeah. And and, and so I, I wish you know, and that's just nature of living apart. And yeah. But I, I wish I could have known them a little bit more. At least you know, texted, sent letters or something. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's a that's a very important thing in your life, man. I would like I, I wish I was this age and and got to talk to my grandfathers and like just shoot mm. straight with them, you know, because yeah. both of my grandfathers were. Uh, my dad's dad was a little bit more difficult to talk to than than my mom's dad. Mm. Um, you know, he was just a little bit more like a you know southern grump mm-hmm. you know kind of guy but he was he was a loving guy at heart and you know he never had any genuine hate in his heart. It was just. You know, I say this all the time, you know, he grew up at a time where it was, you know, not mm-hmm. suggested but required that whites drink out of a water fountain and uh, African-Americans yeah. drink out of another uh, yeah. water fountain. So it was, you know, when you separate that in your head and you hammer that in, like he doesn't, <laughs> he just doesn't, he just never knew, you know, he never, yeah. he never really understood, fully understood. But like my, my mom's dad has so many fucking stories and some that I'm sure I haven't heard yet just mm-hmm. because of like, hey, this is probably, you know. There's yeah. alleged there's alleged ties to some possible illegal activity, mm. Uh, mm. cash business, mm. uh, yeah, like driving cars over the state lines and then getting paid for doing that, oh, and, so by, and by men in suits, if you know what I mean. Okay. Yeah, white mm. guys in suits that talk like this. 
Right. You know? That's yeah. fun. Allegedly. Yeah. I don't know if this is all true. <laughs> this is just what I've heard. <laughs> did, did, did you know that Tarpon Springs has like a, a drug cartel history? It, I feel like I ha- I do know this, yeah. but... There, there was a zoo in Tarpon Springs for a while that they used to like, you know, send exotic animals over from Colombia to what? and they and they would just stuff cocaine. It was like the Oh, wait. It, I think I Yeah, like Tarpon had one of the biggest cocaine busts in like that the world had seen at the time oh in like, my in like God. the 80s. I remember this yeah. story. Who told me this? Somebody told me this recently because I was out there and they were like, "Yeah, you ever hear yeah. the story about the fucking Yeah, it like it the like stood, drug bust out yeah, here. It stood until like, like Miami blew up and then you know then That's crazy. You know, that All the water, man. It's right by the water. Yeah. It is. Shit in the river. river. Yeah, there sneak, you go. Sneak right up. So you heard it here from Tully Kazi first. If you want to get some good cocaine, tra- check out Tarpon Springs. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, don't do not do that. Don't, don't, don't do drugs, don't do drugs kids. kids. Yeah, don't yeah. do not do that. But um, yeah, man, this was, a, this was a really great time having you. I really appreciate you being here, man. Yeah. This is a lot of fun. I'm, I'm definitely down for a round two. We got to do it we again. Got, we got a lot more to talk about. Way more. We literally hit zero of these questions that I wrote down. <laughs> we just kind of just flew flew into whatever we were going to talk about so it's it's good so um thank you guys again for listening thank you for subscribing and if you haven't already please hit that bell subscribe to the youtube channel so you get some info on the content that we're dropping we're still going to do episodes um we're still going to do episodes every thursday or we're going to try to with this move it might be a little bit more difficult so just bear with us be patient uh we got a lot of stuff going on right now so we're going to have to revamp the studio and try to find some space and everything like that so Um, We're still going to do audio for sure. Um, Video is going to be tentative uh, going forward from here just to make sure that, you know, we're not uh, cramping space and we're not, um, you know, forcing something that doesn't need to to be. So anyway, that's the end of that spiel. But thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you. Tell your friends about us. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Scratch Track Podcast. If you want to send us an email, that's scratchtrackpod, the scratchtrackpod at gmail. Um, and, uh, you can follow me at Josh Plummer music. You can listen to before you dig the EP and our new singles that are coming out. And, um, one more time, everybody, thank you again so much. This is Tully Causey, my good friend. He'll be back for round two. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.